calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Stealers! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for World Stealers! Hi, Liz. Hi, Kate. Hi, Hi guys. Welcome, Welcome to World Stealers. Stealers. Uh, this is the podcast where we, we we take worlds gently. We borrow generously from uh, already invented things. Yeah, fandoms. Established. Yeah, we do. Famous yeah. franchises. Uh, you know, Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings. Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, all of them. All of them. And we write fan fiction. Yeah. So stealing is kind of harsh, honestly. Yeah. We don't like to <laughs> think about it as stealing. No. More uh, taking without permission and using yes. it for our own benefit. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. And um, people love that. They love it. They love They're like, oh, I made that. But they're using it without asking me. Oh, they! I re- like I like that about we them. We get so many uh, letters. Love letters, yes, mostly love from letters. lawyers. They say cease and desist, um, which we are which pretty we take sure as a compliment. That's honestly. code for uh, yeah. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> we yeah. love what you do. So, um, first of all, we're incredibly happy to be here. We're so excited. This is our first live show, guys. This is our first live show. So we're so excited. Uh, I, we made it. Finally, Mom, be proud of me. Um, and uh, to be at a live show in a comic book store yes. at a women's podcast fest yes. is like so fitting to our brand. It's everything we love. Yeah. I mean... There's, there's, look at these posters. This is, uh, this, we feel so at home here. We feel safe. Like, you know, when you get into trouble, they say to go to like a, a fire station. Right. I go directly to a comic book store. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that not only one, that there's something to read. Yeah. To pass the Never danger. Before. Also, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, this is where the people the who people know, know how to handle here, that They shit know exactly are. what to do. Yeah. But like, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's where we need to be. So. So if the apocalypse starts now, God, you guys we're are good. Great we're all good team. Um, everyone seems really positive, which will be really <laughs> important when things get dire. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about our show, because we can't assume that everybody has heard it. Uh, our show is based on fan fiction. Yeah. So how many people in the audience are familiar with fan fiction or have written fi- Yeah. Okay. Cool, okay. Cool, great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. My uh, mom raised her hand. That's only because of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. Your podcast is... What? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so uh, fan fiction is 
you know, if you say you loved Harry Potter mm -hmm. and you read all the books and you saw all the movies and you were disappointed by the Broadway play uh, and you were confused by Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm -hmm. And then you said, that's not enough for me. Mm -hmm. I want more. Oh. I want to know... Why you know in my in my mind Neville and Luna belong together absolutely so you're yes. right that you make that happen right yeah. and you post it on the internet and you can make it happen on the internet over and over yeah. and over again and you can find other people on the internet who made other things happen and you can read those for hours and hours yeah um, and if you didn't have a lot of friends taking up your time <laughs> then that was a great way to pass some time which is what I personally did uh, in high school I was a huge fan fiction nerd I actually wrote fan fiction about the movie Heathers. Um, dark, I, yeah, yeah. right? Dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, among other things, Harry Potter, X-Men, whatever. But we, uh, I think Liz was introduced to it later. I was. I, I like read things that were probably technically fan. Like I, I would read the novelizations of the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know that fan fiction existed. Nobody told me. Uh, so I wasted time, and then I got to <laughs> college yeah. and was introduced to the concept and was like, that sounds like it's weird for weirdos. And we just, what was it, fanfiction.net? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Archive uh, of their own? Mm-hmm. Um, uh -huh. there, there was a Harry Potter only, there was a like, Harry Potter fanfiction.net, or so okay. it was all Harry Potter. Okay. I didn't spend a lot of time on that instead of studying for chemistry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, as we matured into... Uh, the, this. the adults that we <laughs> technically are. Um, so Kate and I, a little bit about our history. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we've written sketch together for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we met bartending. We started writing together. And right. our first like half hour full-blown sketch show was technically a fan fiction. It was. We wrote a sketch show called uh, The Millennial Falcon. Yes. Uh, it uh, asked the very important question, um, what if the Death Star had interns? It definitely did. Right? Right. Uh, definitely unpaid labor on the Death Star. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, the stormtroopers started out as clones, and then they just started stealing babies. You know they weren't paying those people, so... No, so... I think we were right. Death Star equals corporate America, kind yeah, of. We draw, yeah. drew a lot of corollaries there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we were pretty, like... If, if you give an intern the plans to the Death Star, of course those plans they're are going to get, get stolen. stolen. Oh, interns um, can't do anything no. right. No, they're the worst. Um, but then we decided, you know... Uh, like like anyone who starts a podcast, me and my friend are hilarious and people should be listening to us. So we were like, let's make a podcast. What should we do? And fan fiction just seemed to fall into our laps because we were already technically doing it on stage. And then also, you know, it was the love of ours. Yes. So, um, And at first we thought, well, what if we, there's so much fan fiction out there? What if we find other people's fan fictions and we, mm -hmm. we dramatically read them on a podcast and, you know, maybe we'll like comment on them and say what we think. And then we were like, we got to... Uh, if we're going to do this, we got to walk the walk. Yeah, we have to do it ourselves. You know, you um, can't make fun of people if you aren't an no, expert in the field. No. It doesn't seem fair. But we can make fun of each other. Oh, so much. And yes, ourselves. absolutely. Um, so yeah. that's how World Stealers was born. So what we mm -hmm. do in our podcast yes. um, is every, well, it's every two episodes, right, technically. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we draw out of a hat uh, a fandom. So let's mm -hmm. say X-Men. Mm -hmm. And then we draw a genre. Mm -hmm. So let's say angst. Right? And that's our homework assignment. So we go home and we write the angstiest X-Man fic you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then we come back. Uh -huh. We talk about what we learned. We talk about our writing process. Mm -hmm. And then we read those. With, with the, terrible accents, oh, usually. Terrible. We're going to... We're going to pre-apologize for any accents we do tonight. Yeah, any dialect coach outs, coaches out there, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. But also, so like, I don't know. You're not free, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's true. We, if any dialect coaches want to volunteer to help yeah, us. Yeah, we could use it. Um, um, but then we perform them, and we also do, like, music production underneath, and it turns into, like, a real kind of radio drama. So it goes that extra mile yeah. for fan fiction. Um, uh, well, some of the stuff that we've done, just to give you a little taste, is uh, Liz did a really incredible fan fiction um, for Star Trek. Uh, she based it in the original series universe, and she basically wrote a whole fan fiction about how um, Captain Kirk was having an episode where he was obsessed with making new Starfleet uniforms that had a very deep V to show off his incredible man chest. Um, I loved that one, personally. Uh, yeah, that was, that was fun to write. Actually, <laughs> Kate's Star Trek was one of my favorites, too, because she just wrote an episode of Star Trek, and there was an A plot and a B plot, yeah. and they came together, mm-hmm. and, you know, Worf and Data were planning a wedding, yeah, and there was, did, a, they, there was a that was not space successful. time ripple, and it was... there's uh, always a time ripple in Star yeah, Trek. There's always so, a time ripple in Star Trek. So, yeah. Um, and then, today, we're going to be bringing you a fan fiction, and not just talking about it, although we do do that for most of our podcasts because we just, like, obsess over it. But um, today, of course, we decided, okay, it's our first live show. What can we do that's, like, special? Yeah. So normally when we write fan fictions, we'll we'll do, there'll be two episode arcs, right? Because Mm -hmm. I'll write a Star Trek, she'll write a Star Trek. I'll write an X-Men, she'll write an X-Men. And so we switch off who's reading the audio drama and then who's kind of the peanut gallery. Yeah. Uh, But today, because, you know, we're only doing one live show... And we haven't written together in a long time. Yeah. We decided we would we would do a, a, a co-writing. Collaborating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so yesterday after a lot of coffee, we sat in a coffee shop and we're like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Dear God, why do we give ourselves deadlines? Yeah, we knew um, this was coming. Why didn't we write this weeks ago? We knew months ago this was gonna <laughs> happen. Liz. Um, and anyway, but we decided, okay, so despite the fact that we're definitely in a space where there's a good amount of nerds, great, let's, but let's make it easy for everyone. We'll pick, we were like, what is the best franchise that everybody will understand and we'll get all the jokes and it'll be great. And we, so we instantly, we went back to our roots. Yes. Um, something we were already our really comfortable love. with and we were like, Star Wars. Yes. Easy. We'll write a fan fiction so about easy. Star Wars. Everyone will get it. And then we were like, wait a minute. There's two of us. There's two of us. Why would we stick to one fandom if there's two of us? Why would we make it easy on ourselves the day before in a coffee shop? Right. When we could pick two fandoms, particularly one that probably needed a revisit. Yeah, so we thought, what's the most disappointed we've felt in, in the last, last year? year? With yeah. television. With tele- I mean, not the most disappointed we've felt, guys. We know where we live. Yeah, one but, time um, I got a sandwich and they oh, forgot the yeah. cheese. We're going to keep it light Sorry. and uh, <laughs> talk about, you know, television disappointments. And also, mm-hmm. you know... We're women. Mm-hmm. We're going to a women's podcast festival. So uh, what show could have used a couple of women in their writer's room? Yeah, all well, of yeah, them. All of them. That's, all fair. Of them. <laughs> That's fair. All of them. But True. also, like, what show would everybody be recognized and or yeah. would be recognizable? And they would... I feel like there's some guesses in the audience already. Yeah. It's Game of Thrones. And so we were like, it needs a rewrite. It needs a revisit. It needs a, like, we wish that they hadn't gone with, oh, this bitch is crazy as their ending. Yeah. Uh, right? P- yeah. Periods. Oh, the worst. Oh, man. Um... um. <laughs> So we decided we're gonna we're gonna add on a, we're gonna tack on a little bit of, of Game of Thrones there. Yeah. Um. So the thing about so this is what's known in the fan fiction universe as, as a, a crossover. crossover. Um, um, so you build this yeah. alternate universe where these two worlds coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you join Star Trek and Game of Thrones? Well, 
Or Star, I'm sorry, Star, sorry, Star Wars and Game of Thrones. Ooh, blasphemy. Sorry. Someone could be real mad at you right now. I gotta go. <laughs> um, so if you'll remember, and I'm sure you'll remember, we're making this real easy. We're going original trilogy here with yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, Star don't Wars. watch the oh God, prequels. You're uh, fine. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so the Empire Strikes Back starts mm-hmm. on the ice planet of Hoth. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's desolate. It's a tundra. It reminds you of... The North. The North. The North Because the, the North remembers. Yes. It's yeah. too cold to forget anything. You're so oh alert. Oh, my God. You're so alert. <laughs> you can never sleep. Um, so, you know, just to give you a little bit, in our alternate universe crossover fiction, Hoth. Mm-hmm. And the North mm-hmm. are the same place. Yeah. Um, that's what they call in the fan fiction world an AU, otherwise yes, known a, as an yeah. alternate universe. Yes. So if you're ever, mom, Sue's mom, or this is mom Sue, if you're ever perusing uh, fanfiction.net, which I imagine you do regularly, um, if you see AU, that means it's just different than the established universe. Yeah. Just going to be differences. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Snape didn't die, you know? Oh. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's not dig that heart oh, hole. Okay, sorry. Um, but before scary. we get into our fan fiction, we have uh, we have a pitch for you. This yes. feels so much like Shark Tank that we were like, we have to bring a pitch what are we, for what them. Are we? Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, well, it's less a pitch and uh, more a, a notice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so we 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 fight in an elaborate war all the time yes. as the hosts of a fan fiction podcast. We're constantly <laughs> battling uh, an enemy. Yes. Uh, uh, specifically, copyright lawyers who work for Disney. Yes, they um, are vicious. It actually started as a war fought on multiple fronts, but now yeah. everything in entertainment is a subsidiary of Disney. So they made so it easy for it's us. Really, so actually, it's we only so have one enemy, and it's them, and they keep sending us these letters. And they have, you know, they're in suits and briefcases, so it's really hard or really easy to like identify who they are. Yes, yeah, um, um, they're easy to take down. So uh, since you're in our audience, you've been conscripted formally into the tiny into the army. Tiny army. Um, which we used to fight against the copyright lawyers. Yes. Uh, we and the reason we're saying this is because literally every episode of our podcast we start out by addressing the tiny army and yeah. making sure they're okay. Checking in, checking in. You've got your your swords, guys. We don't. We we didn't. We, we ran didn't out get of, shields. We ran out of budget. We have a small Sorry, budget. you don't get um, shields. But you are. We just want to make sure that you're continuing in the fight against. Uh, copyright lawyers yes. and their evil, evil ways. So it's mandatory, but we did want to sell you on the idea. Sorry, a bit. yes, you know, it, with a, a positive swing, I think. Yeah. So first of all, um, unless you kept your, you know, 1993 VHS copy of uh, The Lion King, yeah, you're probably occasionally frustrated with things that go into the Disney vault. Mm. We are. Mm-hmm. We tried to do Little Mermaid fan fiction, couldn't find Little Mermaid anywhere. They locked it away. Um, so, you know, the end game of the tiny army is that we're going to break into that vault. Take all of those VHSs. Yeah, that now include... That we cannot play. All of Marvel. Yeah, oh yeah. All of Star Wars. Yeah. Gross. <sighs> so, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a pro. That's one. Um, also, we have a navy uh, in the tiny army, um, but it's not so much about oceans as it is about, like, shipping different characters together. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, uh... Yeah. You'll get to be a part of your favorite ships. <laughs> Do you guys like puns? <laughs> if not, whoa, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Um, also, some just some guidelines about how we live our lives in the tiny army. Um, if you uh, just think of plot lines, um, believability, and the basic principles for how time travel works, and throw them out the window. Yeah, unnecessary. We don't care. We just don't care make about sure. That. Yeah, just make sure you spell there, there, and there correctly, and you're good. You're, you're good. good to you're go. fine. You're in our army. Like, yeah. The great part about that, of course, is that if you die at any point during this war, just go back in time, respawn. You're yeah. good. I, You'll yeah. never die. Our tiny army is basically video games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of time travel. Um, and finally, Tiny Army, we we believe in you. We do. We love you. We love you. We don't do any of the fighting. No. We'll be back in, like, the tent with the, the game, with the pieces. <laughs> yeah. You know how, like, the, the generals are in the tent and they have the whole map laid out with the... Yeah. They're just playing Risk, guys. Yeah, they're, they're not, not. It's just they're not, not actually planning anything. They're not but, planning uh, anything. And that'll be us in a tent yeah. looking out over all of you and your swords. We're so proud of you. We love and, you so much. And even though the Disney copyright lawyers are are a one true evil and all seeing eye, and they are legion. Yeah, <laughs> they are legion. Um, we're gonna defeat them one day and get into that vault. Yeah, and, we want you um, to be a part of that. And we'll be able to ultimately steal all their worlds. And that's the point. That's the goal here at World Stealers. Uh, so should we get to the story? <sighs> I think. Are we ready for the fan fiction? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. We've 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 warmed them up. We've loosened them, Liz. Here we go. Good job. Okay. Yeah. Um. So before we get into it, we we already covered uh what where it's going to take place, which is on Hoth, uh, what point in the timeline it is. Um. Yeah. So we're we're post season eight Game of Thrones. Jon yes. Snow's been exiled to the north. Yes. With his with his very best friend in the world, Tormund. Tormund Giant Spain. Um. Yeah. And just to because there'll be. We're both reading it here, and just to give you guys some clarification, uh, the cast is going to be Jon Snow, played by Liz Clark and Breslin, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Tormund Giantsbane, played by moi, uh, Han Solo, played by that, that would be Liz me. Clark yes, and Breslin, also. Uh, Leia Organa, played by, played me, by again. Yeah. Yes, great. Uh, <laughs> no one else up here, so yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert. Does anyone in the audience do a really good Wookiee? Yeah. Yeah? Can we hear it? Can we hear it? Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I love it. That's right. so good because we were gonna subject you to our Wookie, but now we're saved. Thank you. So true. Can you? Do you? True can member we of the tiny army over here. When we point at you, will you make? Will a you make noise? a Wookie noise? And just oh. you know, give it some emotion based on context. Good. You know, Chewbacca yeah, goes through a lot. It. Okay. Uh, so. Can we all give it up for this true American? Oh hero? my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, amazing. All right. Amazing. That's All your right. intern. Okay. Well, we love interns. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you in advance. We're so excited to have you on board. Yes. Um, now, also, well, first let's get into the title. I'm getting ahead of myself, Liz. Yes, I'm okay. so sorry. All right. Okay, so this is our fan fiction. Yeah. It's called The, the Bandolier Bandit. Bandit. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what a bandolier is, because um, Liz didn't I yesterday didn't. when we were writing this, it's the uh, it's the sash that Chewie wears with all the ammo on it. Yeah, um, I originally was like, uh, before we looked it up, I, I knew it was a bandolier, but I was like, um, it's full of Wookiee snacks. Yeah, what um, and not ammo. And I was like, no, no, it's a gun necklace. It's a gun necklace. <laughs> so anyway, we learned that. Now you've learned now it. You're you welcome. Know. Yes. Context. Um, and normally in our podcast, like I, like we mentioned before, we do uh, music production, we do sound effects, we do like an echo, 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 
Pico effect, which is very easy in post-production. But here we don't really, we can't really do that. No. But we did bring a live music setup. We did. Yes. Yes. Just to give you an idea of how our fan fiction usually runs. So as we start this story, uh, actually, Liz, can you get the live yeah, yeah, music yeah, setup going? Okay, great. <clears throat> okay, so we're opening our story. Ready? <clears throat> The wind whips through the frozen, desolate tundra. Two figures, one large and one slight, wrapped in the furs of conquered beasts, shoulder to shoulder, hunched against the torturous wind, walk out of the thick forest trees. They are men who are bound by blood and violence. Members of a fraternity of warriors, the last centurions, sworn to stand between mankind and the forces of darkness. Jon Snow, of houses Stark and Targaryen, depending on who you ask, turns to his companion and says, Well, Tormund Giant's Bane, here we are, the last of the Night's Watch. The only men standing at the border of mankind, between the edge of the world and whatever new threat lies beyond. Yeah, like bigger white walkers. Well, who knows? Could be any unimaginable danger. Yeah, like white walkers, but whales. <laughs> but. But whales? Yeah, you know whales. They're big fish. They've got fins. They go like this. They go... Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Okay. I was thinking maybe something we've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Like white walkers, but pirates. <sighs> what? You know pirates? They've got cutlasses and an eye patch, but this one's frozen. No, 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 no. no. I know what <laughs> pirates are. Forget the White Walkers, okay? Something totally different. Okay. Yeah, but when are they gonna get here? I'm very bored. Well, Tormund Giant Spain. Uh huh. Ideally, no threat would ever come, and our people could live undeterred by the pain of battle and the cold of the bitter winter. But we stand as defense against something we hope never comes to pass. So nothing, okay, that's, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, there's, there's footprints in the snow here. Do you wanna just follow these and see what happens? I mean, yeah, okay. Standing shoulder to shoulder for warmth and protection, the two noble, battle-hardened men disappear into the blinding white abyss, tracking an enemy of unknown origin, be it fish, foe, or pirate. Oh. All right, yeah. so uh, new scene. New yeah, scene. New scene. Uh, Normally we have like a transition. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, we cut to commercial. We're not sponsored. Who knows? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kate, do you want to take care of the, uh, the music? Oh, also? yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Da, 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 In a cave, da, da. just off a well-trodden path, Princess Leia Organa hunches Star over a rebel communicator, listening intently and occasionally tweaking the dials, but meeting nothing but static. Unimpressed, Han Solo sits by a hastily made fire, puffing impatiently and tapping his foot. Aren't you a princess, princess? How did we get stuck with the worst job on the coldest damn planet in the galaxy? Hoth is 
one of the strongest rebel bases in this system. And aren't you the sneakiest rogue who ever kesseled a Kessel run? You can't run a simple surveillance gig? Aren't you the sneakiest rogue who ever kesseled a I'll show you a sneaky rogue. In a flurry of ice-matted fur and panic, Chewbacca stomps into the cave, wailing gutturally and clearly distressed. What? What is it, Chewie? Oh, man. What did he say? Well, there's a wampa out there, and he found Chewie's bandolier. You mean his little sash with all his ammo? Yeah. Okay, and? And he's wearing it. <laughs> okay, well... We're in the middle of trying to track an Imperial Scout and ambush it. We can get Chewie another necklace back at the base. It's not a necklace, princess. There's enough firepower in that bandolier to take out a squad of stormtroopers. And his mom gave it to him. Well, uh, okay, fine. The small party, hope of the Rebel Alliance, reluctantly abandoned the relative warmth and safety of the cave hoping to placate the distraught Wookiee. A short ways ahead of them and just out of sight, the Wampa moves surprisingly quietly for a monster who stands seven feet tall. It smiles, fangs glistening, admiring its shiny new toy, and lopes further into the woods. Tormund and John study the freshly pressed tracks in the new fallen snow, with the sharp eyes of skilled hunters. At the snap of a twig up ahead, both men go suddenly still, eyes meeting in silent agreement. One goes left, the other right, flanking the threat as only practiced warriors can. Out of the trees lurches something tall and furry, and Tormund launches an attack, the wild cry of the free folk ringing in the air. Ah! Demon beast! Caught off guard, Chewie backs up. Leia and Han advance, blasters drawn. Put your weapons down. Who are you? Ah, just what I like. A feisty buxom broad. Hey, watch it, pal. Leia fires two warning shots into a tree, pew, pew. narrowly missing John's head. I said drop him. Tormund and John drop their swords and fall to their knees. The, the Lord, Lord of the Light! light. She's a witch! They don't look like Imperial spies. I thought Hoth was uninhabited. Look, we're, we're not gonna hurt you. We're looking for a wampa. You know, tall, white-furred, vicious, kinda like a giant bear. Kills anything that comes too close. Oh, and it, it's also wearing a necklace. Oh, white walkers but bears! John, we didn't think of that! So, uh, so you've seen it? No but we've been tracking something with large, beast-like footprints. It continues that way. Han, Leia, and Chewie quickly set off, following the footprints, still unsure what to make of these foreigners and their loud pet, but knowing they are honor-bound to guard the North, John and Tormund follow. Hours later, though they've still yet to find the Wampa, the travelers have begun to warm to one another's company, as Leia asks John the story of his people. Wow, that's disgusting. 
a brother and sister? Can you imagine a brother and sister even kissing? <sighs> even an aunt and nephew. Okay, well that feels very specific. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're dead now, crushed by the stone of their own castle in each other's arms. Well, you know, actually all the royalty back on my planet died too. I'm the last princess in my line. I knew a princess once, a queen actually. Beautiful blonde hair, great with dragons. Wow, what happened to her? I, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Oh, okay. Well, looking around here, it, it must be hard to be a woman here, huh? Oh yeah, it's not great. Well, there, there aren't many women in leadership positions back where I'm from either. I mean, you know what I'd really love to see? A woman Jedi. Ha! <laughs> a woman Jedi. Oh, princess, people would hate that. Oh, I have a story. Listen, I think you'll like it to all of you. Do you know how I got this tall? Giant's milk. Once when I was a Joe child, I crawled a few steps to away the from the party, having heard this story woman, more times than I he can count. At her teat, Out of the corner of his eye, he sees movement, a flash of light against the dark trees. He hisses at Tormund to hush. Okay, sorry. Thank you. And they unsheath their swords as Han and Leia draw their blasters and Chewie levels his crossbow. With a mighty roar, the wampa rushes toward its prey, swiping its long claws and bearing giant fangs. Leia leaps out of its path, her blaster knocked loose from her grip and skidding across a patch of ice out of her reach. Han, fearing for the life of his beloved princess, forgets his blaster altogether, dropping it and grabbing at the wampa with his bare hands, catching it around the arm as the wampa swings wildly, trying to free itself. Chewie looses a bolt from his crossbow, catching the wampa in the leg and causing it to stumble. <laughs> Tormund manages to strike a blow to its back, a slash of crimson glistening bright against the white fur. John stands several feet away, looking confused and shouting suggestions that everyone ignores. He knows nothing. <laughs> Finally, Leia... Picking up Han's fallen blaster, takes careful aim, and with the skill of a practiced markswoman, fires a shot dead into the beast's skull. It crumples to the ground on top of Han. Chewie tears his bandolier from its neck, roaring with triumph as the rest of the party struggles mightily to free Han before he suffocates. So happy for Chewie. <laughs> ah, yes, a short battle, but a worthy opponent. We have acquitted ourselves with honor. Sure, okay. Uh, well, Han, Chewie, maybe we should get back and see if we can still intercept those Imperial Scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, and you two. If you ever need a lift off this godforsaken rock, you just get in touch. A lift? No one can lift Tormund Giant's Bane. <laughs> Fed at the breast of a giantess herself. Yes, thank you, Tormund. <laughs> And thank you, kind strangers, but we must stay and guard the north. With a shrug, Leia, Han, and Chewie depart. John stares thoughtfully into the distance. You know, Tormund, perhaps our battle with the White Walkers will someday pale in comparison 
to a new threat. A threat from other worlds across the sky. Who knows what magic lies beyond the horizon, across the endless expanse of night. Hey, look what I found! Pew, pew, pew! Tormund holds up Leia's abandoned blaster, taking aim at a nearby tree and pew. shooting gleefully. Come at me, whales! <laughs> the end. The end! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, but if you like what you heard here today, you can certainly follow us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Follow us everywhere at World Stealers. Yeah. We are unshy about our crimes of stealing worlds. Yeah. Uh, and you can <laughs> find us on Instagram we and Twitter. We personally are on the lamb constantly, never in the same place for Wait, very long. The only way to keep online. track of us, yeah, is on through our Instagram. Um, and yeah. put, to, put together the clues like a murder mystery. <laughs> like, oh, they, they're at a coffee shop. In which city are they? Yeah. Um, so we love guests. We occasionally do an episode where we read other people's fan fiction. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have a fan fiction, that you love or you have a fan fiction you want to come on and read email us at worldstealerspod at gmail.com mm -hmm. follow us on twitter worldstealers follow mm -hmm. us on instagram at worldstealers mm -hmm. and uh, you know go on itunes and give us a little rate and subscribe oh we also do like uh, if you leave a review oh yeah on itunes and you we'll write you a fan fiction we will write you a, a review, fan fiction we will give us some parameters yeah. we'll write you a fan fiction and we're we're gonna we're planning an episode in the future where we read a bunch of minifics that we wrote for our reviewers if you're dying for a snape McGonagall love fan fiction. Who boy? Ooh, that's a that's a May December in an unusual direction. I like that. It's a what May December? A May, a May December relationship. Someone's person's much older. McGonagall's much older than Snape. Yes. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I like thought that. you meant like that's the amount of time that relationship would last. <laughs> I am from May till December. And that's done. <laughs> That's probably also true. Yeah, she would, she would she kill would him eventually. Ass. Yeah, or just turn him into like a slug and be like, "You stay." Yeah, so you you stay. think about what you've done. Uh, but if you have great ideas like that, please uh, put it in your review, and we'll write it for you, let and us, we'll mention you, and we'll shout you out because everybody loves. We a little don't attention. write Snape Hermione fan fictions. That's no. Oh, oh yeah, 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 like yeah. Sure, make um, make them appropriate. Yeah, yeah. He's you know. our teacher. <laughs> Gross. Um, Anyway, <laughs> not that it doesn't exist online, if that's what you're or into. Or in the real world. Um, all right, I think that's it from us. Yeah, it is. Um, so as we always say at the end of our, uh, our episodes. Hide your kids. Hide your worlds. Because we're, we're coming, coming for them. them. <laughs>